So the problem with doing news this way, the、yeah. way we do it, is that in the course of writing, filming, editing, and uploading, a lot of time passes. For most news topics, this is not a problem. <laughs> Something happens, and within a day or so, we talk about it, and that's that. Yeah, but it's an okay system. But with Elon Musk and Twitter, the difference of just a few minutes can be a world of difference. So we talked about Twitter a little bit on News Dump, and there, there wasn't a whole lot to really recap. Surprisingly, it was a, a pretty uneventful one night. But then, in the space of time between filming that episode and uploading it. All hell broke loose. It was certainly an odd feeling、uh, to almost want to give up on what you're currently working on. There was we had an entire section about that new MILF show that、uh, got hit with copyright, so I just deleted the entire section. So maybe there'll be a lost episode somewhere.、Uh, it was at that point. It was like I just need to get this up. We need to talk about Twitter soon. But here we are. So you know how earlier this week, Elon Jet, the Twitter account that uses publicly available flight data to post updates about the location of Elon Musk's private jet, you know how that was, you know, banned from Twitter despite Elon previously saying, "My commitment to free speech extends even to not banning the account following my plane, even though that is a direct personal safety risk." And this abrupt、uh, change in policy was justified on the grounds that Elon Jet、uh, was doxing Elon, and doxing is a TOS violation. But it's not doxing, <laughs> and if you think that, I mean, you you kind of are stupid or just, at least disingenuous.、Um, like, is posting Twitter HQ's address doxing? That's the thing. Is、uh, yeah, he's posting that he's at Twitter HQ, so that would be also doxing. Like doxing for the entire history of the term has meant someone's address, their static address that does not move, because people would go and harass them at their address, and they can't leave that. Yeah, yeah, that is impossible to do with a plane. That、mm-hmm. is only ever either in the air or in an airport, and as you know, the most secure places in the country.、Uh, since、arguably. September 11th, airports、yeah. are not easy places to go and harass a plane.、Um, yeah, he has but- completely altered the definition of a word to suit his、uh, p- current preference for、uh, how free speech can be defined. Yeah, I mean, this is the second clearest example in just three months of.、Uh, Elon,、uh, along with others on the right, taking terms and completely just、uh, making them whatever they want,、What's、like the groomer. Groomer, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it's just a catch-all now for anything they don't like. Yeah, they、uh, did it previously with fake news, which originally referred to actual like fake news. Yeah, and cuck, like that. It just became a like derogatory term that they could use without like any. It's just like groomer. And the funny thing about on Twitter is like the people calling other people groomers are usually the ones grooming. Uh, historically, interesting pattern with that.、Uh, but、know. yes, the alteration of words is currently happening, and we're living through it. But、uh, the Elon Jet thing—it's just not, you know, by its definition, doxing.、Um, it does seem a bit weird that it took Elon over a month to realize that、uh, in his head he was being doxed. But、uh, yeah, whatever. Always a great sign of doxing is it takes you months to realize that you are being doxed, and、um, uh, that happens with all the the major doxings. Well, also multiple times along that way, you have to.、Uh, You、do or say things that、uh, prove the case that it's not doxing. Yeah, every publicly step of the address、way. it and be like, you know what, I'm not a fan. Of I it, don't agree with it. Whatever, I'll let、yeah. it stand. Anyway, the reason for Musk's sudden change of heart about how committed he is to free speech was that, according to Musk, some weirdo followed and harassed a car that was driving his children around town. Which, if true, is pretty alarming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this sucks. Like, this is bad. I, I don't want people to be like, oh, you guys are supporting this or something. No. No, no one should have their fucking privacy exposed,、yeah. or have their kids exposed to danger, or anything like that. Here's the thing: the connection to this incident and Elon's plane being tracked really isn't clear. I see no connection whatsoever. In fact, as many pointed out, Elon Jet had not even posted on the night that this incident supposedly took place.、Mm-hmm. Furthermore, based on the video of the supposed stalker that Elon posted, people were able to very creepily geolocate the incident to being. Nowhere near any airport. Well, so two things、uh, with GeoGuessr, we've all learned that people are、uh, have superpowers when it comes、That's、to identifying. That's why I never post any photos <laughs> near my home. Yeah, just the the image of that kid who's really good at it. Yeah, it's just like boop 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 boop. All、uh, right, but also like yeah, I mean, cars can drive. They can drive away from airports. Like it's the guy could have followed him. In my mind, could have followed him. But if how would he have known、yeah. what airport it was if Elon Jet didn't post anything, which he did not. 
Yes. It's just, it's just, I, there's no fucking connection here. These are two completely isolated things. Uh, yes. Um, also, just by the... Just living in Los Angeles, all this looked like to me and to every person who's ever like seen a celebrity or anything is this is clearly, and I guarantee you he has someone from TMZ following him the yeah. entire, every move. So like, dude, TMZ waits at airports for yeah. whoever. They track people like, and which it's is their not, entire job. Which is, I'm not a fan of that either. Uh, neither am I. I'm, this incident, especially if it's as he described it, is very, bad. Very bad. Yes. But the connection to Elon Jet, tenuous at best. And even stranger is the LAPD, when contacted by reporters, said no police report uh, had even been filed related to the incident. So a little bit suspect, but still, if true, don't fucking do anything like that. Right. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah, if you're being uh, stalked. You would call it. You would, I assume. Uh, as Elon the, Musk, a billionaire, would yeah. at least, uh, you know, a cursory call down Seem, to the. Seems worthy, uh, especially a space Karen like him, like, you know. 911. The thing I don't get is if you are not even just a billionaire, but a, a billionaire on the level of being a, at one point until very recently the richest person on earth. There are measures you can take with your vast wealth to um, pretty much ensure your, Unf your own safety. Unfortunately for you, I'm sorry, you do not get to have a normal life as a billionaire. No, it that is, that is it the trade-off. <laughs> That's the trade-off. It's a, it's a, it's a, a fair trade-off, and there are ways out of it. Um, one thing would be to uh, not post on Twitter 24-7. No one would care who you are if, yeah. you, if you just shut the fuck up. This is not a problem that uh, most other billionaires have because they don't crave the limelight in a desperate, weird way and then get mad when the... Effects of being in the limelight that have affected everyone at that stage of Historically, notoriety yeah. happened to them. You can't have it both ways. It, it is strange. He, in in one aspect, he's exposing uh, you know some big problems, but he's making those problems and exposing them. It's 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 an odd tactic, but uh, sure. Anyways, this whole Elon Jet commotion, of course, led to journalists who report on and comment on the news to do their job reporting on and commenting on the news. This is all newsworthy stuff. Mm -hmm. This was a controversial and very newsworthy situation. So, like, and it raised a lot of questions. Like, what were the details of Elon's stocking incident? How was Elon Jet related? Does the new policy on doxing make much sense? What is Elon Jet up to now, now that he's been banned? And so on. And these journalists did much of their discussion and reporting on Twitter, which was a big mistake. Yeah, journalist Aaron Rupar of Vox was banned after pointing out that Elon's video of his alleged stalker might technically violate Twitter's new extremely broad policies on doxing. Uh, Ryan Mack of the New York Times was banned after, quote, retweeting a tweet by Voice of America journalist Steve Herman, in which he pointed out that the official account for the Mastodon social network had been banned. Steve Herman was also banned. And the reason Mastodon was banned was apparently because they shared a link to the Mastodon account for Elon Jet. Drew Harwell of the Washington Post was banned for simply tweeting the news that Twitter had banned Mastodon's account. Uh, so yes, this is uh, <sighs> this seems personal and yeah. and and not just a a broad catch-all of some petty. TOS violations. Yeah, this is uh, this is coming from the top. And it, uh, it, th this is funny because even before this all got started, I don't know, two videos ago, the one before the Trump video we did, uh, when this policy had just been launched and we immediately spent like five minutes confused as to why everything that has happened with Elon specifically over the past couple of months uh, wouldn't result in him being banned by his own terms. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, they're extremely broad. Like uh, January 6th, all those videos January 6th that happened as it was happening would be considered doxing. Yeah, it was like the next day, like Fox uh, posted a live feed of like a border crossing and it was yeah. like... Uh, doxing. They're yeah. doxing those migrants. Uh, anyway, the, there were more journalists. Yeah. Matt, Matt Binder of Mashable was banned after simply posting a screenshot of Twitter's community notes that was letting Elon know that flight tracking is actually protected by the First Amendment, along with the caption... New contender for most brutal Elon Musk being owned by his own website moment. Uh, banned. Good thing is uh, I actually found Matt Bender's Twitch before this all happened, and he does a great show on there, so yeah. I was already following him. He, he uh, covers the, the crypto. Uh, <laughs> he's got a great show called Scam Economy. So yeah, uh, all, of all of these journalists, you should definitely follow them on their other social media platforms he, before it is too late. Yeah, they, and this was so like, this is clearly personal. All of these journalists cover Twitter pretty closely and are yeah. pretty critical of how Musk has been running it. It's it's as simple as. We're very lucky to be uh, operating uh, almost entirely on YouTube uh, so, so yeah. far safely away from... Right. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, independent journalist Tony Webster was banned after tweeting, if you aren't willing to admit that Elon Musk lied to you about his free speech goals, you are simply in denial at this point. Banned. Uh, even CNN's Donny O'Sullivan, uh, seemingly a very nice man, was banned right after simply posting the LAPD's official statement that no crime had been reported in relation to Elon's alleged stalking incident. Banned. Yeah, and plenty of other journalist accounts were banned, too. Uh, th there's a lot. It's too many to list. And it was a growing list that yeah. was uh, being documented in real time. I mean, this is quite a shift from Musk's previously stated goal. I hope that even my worst critics remain on Twitter because that is what free speech means. Uh, his new policy? Criticizing me all day long is fine, but doxing my real-time location and endangering my family is not. All right, yeah, that would explain the Elon Jet ban, I guess, but it, it does not actually explain why you banned all these other accounts. Yeah, they didn't do that. In fact, it kind of just seems like after getting booed for 10 minutes straight by a stadium full of people, and then in, you just invented a whole new de definition for doxing, which everyone but your biggest simps called bullshit on. You did what power-tripping forum mods have done since the time of BBS and Usenet, and you raged out on your most prominent haters. The haters in this case being people who reported, uh, people whose crimes were simply reporting the things that you did. Yes, tale as old as time. This is, this was, I saw it compared to this, and it's true, this... He's uh, doing the low-tax speed run. The, the getting booed at the Dave Chappelle show is his uh, correspondence jo dinner uh, with the White House correspondence dinner. Joker moment. With, yeah, Donald Trump and Barack Obama, where yeah. Obama says, you'll never be president. Mm -hmm. That was this moment for Musk where he was like, if people actually hate me, I'm going to give them a fucking reason. Yeah. And we're seeing, it's only been a week, but we're seeing the... Uh, Punished Elon. Yeah. Uh, Twitter user Daniel Lynch summed this all up pretty well with, I really didn't think anyone was going to out-pathetic Trump trading cards today. Because, man, what a week. I know. Oh, it's... What a hell of a week. They're really making us work for it at the end of the year here. You know what? I appreciate it because, like I said before, uh, usually this is a time where the only news is uh, reviews of movies or video games or something. Yeah, pretty much everything closes up shop around now, but the, uh, the adults, not Twitter. The adults, typically uh, people like Elon Musk and stuff, they go home to their families. The, <laughs> Thanksgiving, they are done. Yeah. They're like, who works All in right. December? What Poor people. Yeah, like, th this is insane. So, yeah. Anyways, in the midst of all this new controversy, Elon once again pulled the same Vox Populi, Vox Day thing as when he reinstated Trump's account. He held a poll so that the will of the people could determine just what happens to all those journalist accounts that he bans. Because Elon loves democracy. He said, unsuspend accounts who doxed my exact location in real time with four options. Now, tomorrow, seven days from now, or longer. Uh, the now option quickly won out with 43%. So I uh, guess you got to let those people back on Twitter. The the people have spoken. Vox Popular, Vox Day, Elon. And even with all those options and the very guided questions, it yeah. still won out. But weird. <laughs> that's weird. I uh, guess it's time to release those journalists. Release uh, from, the journalists. From Twitter jail. Uh, so, sorry, not so fast, actually. Elon followed up those results with, sorry, too many options. We'll redo polls. Uh, and it's obvious that Elon saw that the combined results for seven days from now and never were actually higher than the now option and just figured that switching to a poll with just now and seven days from now uh, for options, that would yield the results that he was actually looking Very for. Very scientific. Uh, he even gave this poll uh, a 24-hour timer to make sure all of his simps had time to vote. And uh, a nice, wonderful little side gift is that all of it, the journalists would be banned for at least 24 hours, yeah. uh, thus fulfilling one of his previous goals. Right. Unfortunately, for pretty much the entire 24 hours, the option to unsuspend the accounts now had a pretty sizable lead. And in the end, with more than 3.6 million total votes, now was the clear winner. And he did unban most of them. Um, notably, he unbanned the ones, the prominent ones, the ones that worked for major outlets. Yeah. Um, there's a few that he has yet to unban. Uh, mostly among more independent journalists. And there's also, there's a Business Insider journalist who did not even post about Elon Jet, but has for years been posting about like workplace safety at Tesla factories and stuff like that. And uh, she was banned for seemingly no reason and still does not have her account back. Uh, there's a, Interesting. Th there's a lot going on here that's more than just like making fun of Elon being stupid because the, the real serious money that we've talked about over months of where this money's coming from for the purchase, who he owes it to, uh, who he owes all over the place with his other companies, 
Uh, those seem to be coming home to roost as well. He's already asking for people to invest privately for the same price that he, like the fifty-four twenty price point that he paid for it, which is hilarious because he has. He was never worth that. He uh, had, yeah, yeah, it was never worth that to begin it to begin, and he has clearly devalued the the property since purchasing it. So the idea of asking, well, I mean, it's all going to be the the people in him in like Peter Thiel's orbit. Oh yeah, have, like, I'm talking about like the, the, the actual like. Massive Tesla shareholders who are posting on Twitter begging him to shut the, the fuck up. Yeah, the third largest Tesla shareholder uh, is publicly asking Musk to step down. There's a he's public he's vote like, of no confidence. He's like Tesla does not have a CEO right now. He clearly he's he's, he's doing Twitter twenty four seven. Yeah, so, nor nor would he ever uh, take that position again because everyone would know where he is. And he keeps selling his Tesla stock, so I don't know. There could. Very well reach a point where uh, he he does get voted out. Um, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a long shot still, but like it's a lot closer than it was. It's all a happening year ago. faster than I thought it would, which is odd and good and bad, mostly yeah. bad. Also, like Twitter Blue version, uh, what three or four? Uh, no one, barely anyone signed up. It is not a it's not something people want. They are not making love, money off of this. I do love because it's a legacy feature uh, when. Coming from, I, I was verified for years before this. So when you, I, I don't know if everyone else had it, but you get a verified tab. Yeah. Uh, so now everyone has the verified tab because I'm on our like business account. Yeah. So you can see it's a free tab where you click it and you can see everyone that paid for Twitter Blue that's replying to you. Yeah. Block, block, yeah, block, yeah, block, yeah. block. Yeah, you should block, put a block, block. Uh, all button on the top. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, several more interesting and or very funny things happened during what uh, Ken Klippenstein uh, described as the night of the long hair plugs. Da, 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 da. At first, no one could link to Elon Jet's account on Mastodon, but then nobody could link to Mastodon at all, in posts or even in bios. An entire website banned just because one of its millions of users posts Elon's publicly available flight information. Very free speech. Yeah. Similarly, uh, the accounts for multiple general purpose flight tracker accounts were banned, as were URLs to basically all flight tracker websites. Yeah, like fucking like flightradar.com. The, the thing you check at the airport when your plane's late, you're like, where the hell is that Or if plane? you're waiting on someone to arrive, <laughs> yeah. or, or for any for any reason. Um, also, there's... A, Domain so, level bans. Before the arguments start in the comments, there are so many valid reasons for why flight tracking fucking exists, even for private planes, and for the uh, subset of uh, political pundits who scream about grooming and sex trafficking, that this is one of the reasons why private jets can, uh, there's like p proxies that are made for them, yeah. which Elon uses. But yes, that's why. Yeah. Another interesting thing that happened was that just like how Elon Musk arbitrarily expanded the definition of doxing to include publicly available flight coordinates, he also coined a great new term. Maybe the term of the year. Sorry, Miriam Webster, you came in just a li little bit too early because yeah. um, he coined a new term for where his plane happens to be located at any given time. And that term is assassination coordinates. Seems extreme. Uh, the Elon Jet account was publishing real-time assassination coordinates. And this new term, of course, caught on like wildfire among his simps, but it only really inspired ridicule among everyone else because it's an absolutely insane logical leap. Yeah. Uh, Elon is seemingly convinced that a hit has been put out on him and that assassins are around every corner, like in John Wick 3. Great movie. Never mind that you'd need surface-to-air missiles to actually use Elon Jet for that purpose, <laughs> or that any capable assassin would just track the flight data themselves, or that anyone genuinely worried about something like that would have actually filed a police report over his kid's car being followed by a crazy stalker. Yeah. Anyways, the funniest and most interesting thing that happened in the wake of all this was that BuzzFeed News tech reporter Katie Natopoulos launched a Twitter Spaces live audio chat so that she and other journalists who survived this purge could casually discuss the day's events and others could listen in. And like Tom Sawyer at his own funeral, Matt Binder, Elon Jet, Drew Harwell, and many other recently banned accounts were able to not only tune in, but to speak from their banned accounts. What a night it was. Uh, so apparently the site code that bans you from posting when you get suspended does not ban you from participating in Twitter spaces, which is hilarious. And it's extra hilarious because it was clear that whoever... Uh, knew how to fix this was long gone from Twitter. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the Twitter space and the bizarre circumstances around it quickly drew in tens of thousands of listeners when, lo and behold, the man of the hour himself popped in. A Kadentopoulos asked him to get on the mic and explain what was going on, and Elon agreed. So here is the full extent of Elon's input to the conversation 
all three minutes of it. Roll out that TV. Uh, yeah. Um, well, as I'm sure everyone who's been doxing uh, would agree, you know, uh, showing real-time uh, information about somebody's location is uh, inappropriate, and I think everyone on this call would not like that to be done for, to them. And and there is not going to be any distinction in the future between journalists, so-called journalists, and and regular people. Everyone's going to be treated the same. They're not special because you're a journalist. You're you're just you're you're a Twitter journalist. You're a citizen. Um, so uh, no special treatment. Um, you dox, you dox, you get suspended. End of story. Um, so and 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 and, want, and, and, you, and, and ban evasion, ban evasion, or like or, or trying to be clever about it. Like oh, I posted a link to the real time information. It's obviously uh, that is obviously simply trying to evade the, the, the meaning. That is, there's no different from than paste than actually showing real time information. Um, so uh, when you're saying posting a link to it, I mean the, some of the people like Drew and and Ryan Mack uh, from the New York Times who were were banned were were you know they were reporting on it in the course of sort of pretty normal journalistic endeavors. Um, you consider that like a tricky attempt at ban evasion? You show the link to the real-time information, ban evasion, obviously. I, I, Drew, I don't think you were posting the real-time information, right? I mean, you're, you're suggesting that we're sharing your uh, address, which is not not true. Um, and you're suggesting that we're we're it posting. We never. Uh, I I never posted your address. You posted a link to the address. We posted a link. We in in the course of reporting about Elon Jet, we posted links to Elon Jet, which are now not online um, and now banned on on Twitter. And and Twitter also, of course, marks even the Instagram and Mastodon accounts of Elon Jet as as harmful. Using you know, we have to admit, acknowledge, using the same exact link blocking technique that you have criticized as part of the. Hunter Biden, New York Post story in 2020. So what is different yeah, here it's and no there? More acceptable for me. It's, it's no more acceptable for me, for you, than it is for me. Same thing. So anyway. Uh, so it's unacceptable what you're doing? No. What you, you, you dox, you get suspended, end of story. That's it. Elon, I have to ask, I mean, I think what everyone's wondering is it, it's highly unusual for journalists at the Washington Post and the New York Times to be have their Twitter accounts suspended. And it just so happens that it's, you know, the, the, the boss in charge, you know. Uh, so, you know, what's the deal there? Oh, I think I think Elon has uh, has left. Huh. So, yeah, it's it's certain. First of all. God, what a terrible public speaker. I, I understand why this man tweets so much is because it's the only way to express himself that isn't just like weirdly embarrassing, like he secondhand. He gets flustered extremely easily. And, yeah. and look, according to him, he has a, you know, autism or, or look, maybe don't get into a fight with journalists and then pop in and start talking then. Maybe don't host SNL. <laughs> or fucking buy Twitter.com. Maybe don't go on stage at a stand-up comedy show and uh, expect people to think you're right. Yeah. But yeah, it's uh, so it's interesting that uh, the second that someone compared the site-wide banning of flight tracker links to the site-wide ban of Hunter Biden links, which Musk has very publicly railed against very recently, um, and somehow got a very flustered Elon to kind of accidentally agree that they were uh, similar situations. Um as soon as that happened, he rage quit yeah. very quickly. <laughs> and then about 10 minutes later, that Twitter space abruptly ended because Twitter deactivated the entire Twitter space's functionality. He didn't just delete this space. He deleted spaces altogether. Poof. Gone. Yeah. And a side effect of this was that this space was set to record, which would allow people to replay it later. But that was now unavailable. Thankfully, a bunch of people recorded it. And oh, there's yeah. links everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I even, I even was like scrambling on OBS. I was like, got to get this, got to get this, got to yeah. get this. Anyways, uh, Elon, you can do whatever you want with this website that you now own. You paid $44 billion for it, after all. Um, yeah, you, private company, do what you want. It's yours. But can we stop pretending your commitment to free speech has anything at all to do with your decision making? No? All right, whatever. Uh, side note, while all these journalists are getting banned for doing journalism, election denier Mike Lindell is back. White supremacist Baked Alaska is back. Uh, Andrew Anglin of the explicitly neo-Nazi website The Daily Stormer is back. 
racist conspiracy theorist Laura Loomer is back. And of course, the list keeps growing. But let's finally close this out by reading from maybe the best summation of all of this that we've seen, a recent article on the humor site McSweeney's titled, I believe in free speech so long as I get to change what free speech means to whatever I want. I believe that our freedom of speech must be protected at all costs, and that it must be universal, and that it must be nonpartisan, and that it must also get to mean whatever I want it to mean at any given time, depending on how I feel that day. Free speech is the backbone of our country and its democracy. Without it, we plunge into autocracy. And so it must be more than simply allowed. It must be held up as a beacon for the rest of the world to witness. We must always put free speech first. Just as long as I personally get to decide at the very last minute what constitutes free speech. Let me give you an example. Live location data is readily available for all legally registered aircraft in the sky at any moment. Freedom of speech lets you track and report this data in real time. However, I just decided that it actually doesn't allow that because I just remembered that I have a plane. See, I just changed the meaning of free speech. It's so easily manipulated and that's why I love it. You might say, that's not free speech anymore. You can't just change the definition of a core tenet of our democracy based on how you personally feel affected by it. And to that, I would say, you are no longer allowed to speak, according to the latest update I just made to the meaning of free speech. Sums it up pretty well. Um, yeah. Bunch of people that don't have planes defending a man with a plane because one day they'll have planes. Yeah, it's the, it's the Futurama thing. Uh, why are you cheering, Fry? You don't own a private plane. <clears throat> Someday I might own a private plane, and then people like me better watch out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, but look, there's probably more interesting news that we could have covered in depth on this episode, if not for Elon Musk doing what he always does. But it's the end of the year, and you like you like watching us do this anyway. You do. You Based on the, but you, you little piggies. We actually did get brigaded, brigaded pretty bad on uh, the last episode. By weird crypto bots, yeah. Yeah, and like the upvote stuff was crazy because it was like one of the top. It's a quite things, a large botnet, and there was like hundreds of replies with hundreds of upvotes. It. Took me a while to get rid of all of it. If you see anything, just downvote it. Yeah. Uh, it's, report. Is yeah, it please one? report it. Um, yeah, and if you see any assholes, fucking... it's, it's only when NFT or crypto is in the tag. Well, or specifically now with uh, the Musk thing, it's it's yeah, and, the, and yeah, with Elon Musk because scammers know that your average Elon Musk fan is uh, a bit credulous. They they tend to just accept uh, the most yeah. Uh, the, the best possible uh, version of things. And when uh, a bot comes and says, I'm going to give you free money if you do this, they're like, really? Yeah. Uh, the uh, It is kind of... None of this is... Okay, it is kind of fun. But no, this all has serious consequences, obviously. But it is, I guess, fascinating to watch the levels of Elon fandom drop lower and lower. Because even... This most recent thing with his the the flight tracking thing, whatever you think about it, whatever side you're on on it, yeah. uh, has driven away even the the like the free speech absolutists. Even Barry Weiss, who works for Twitter technically on the Twitter files, uh, pushed back on it ever so slightly. Very likely, and yeah. Elon got so fucking mad at her. There was a the, people were documenting like the takes on Parler about this and how Elon had stepped over a line. So like when you've lost the Parler crowd, yeah. how are you expecting to build an actual audience on your site? Which is turning into. Parliament. I think the most uh, the most drastic shift has been on Reddit, a mm. a website tailor made for the type of person who would be really into like SpaceX and Tesla and shit. Yep. Which even like four years ago, if you <laughs> went on a r slash technology thread about Elon or any of his businesses, like they were very positive towards him. And today, and defensive of his haters, and that has completely or, yeah. fucking evaporated. Yeah, it has. It is. It is slowly turning into the Kanye West subreddit, and it and, and the world's yeah. better for it. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Um, but yeah, also side note: this is there's a lot going on. I mean, recently there was the big expose with a lot of rich people's jets and how much they were like just decimating the planet. So like, yeah. there might be more to this than just Elon uh, using this as his own personal thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, we do have to move on to the headlines half of this show, and uh, the news gods they really. We prayed, they answered, I'm a believer now. Yeah. Uh, but before we get to that, this episode is sponsored by Babbel. I mean, this holiday season, if you're looking for a unique gift that inspires curiosity, travel, and culture, give the gift of Babbel. Babbel is a language learning app that's sold more than 10 million subscriptions. Thanks to Babbel's addictively fun and easy bite-sized language lessons, you'll be able to discover the wonder that comes with learning a new language. 
What we love about Babbel is how natural and immersive the lessons are. This isn't just learning boring grammar and vocab. You actually learn to have full conversations. So if you or someone in your life has a trip planned for next year to somewhere that English isn't spoken, this is the perfect holiday gift. With Babbel, you only need 10 minutes to complete a lesson. So you can start having real-life conversations in a new language in as little as three weeks. Other language learning apps use AI for their lesson plans, but Babbel lessons were created by over 150 language experts and voiced by real native speakers, not computers. Their teaching method has been scientifically proven to be effective. With Babbel, you can choose from 14 different languages, including Spanish, French, Italian, and German. Plus, Babbel's speech recognition technology helps you to improve your pronunciation and accent, which is very helpful for me because I read things like I am literally born and raised in the South. Adios, amigo! <sighs> There are so many ways to learn with Babbel. In addition to lessons, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. Plus, it comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. Start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com weird. That is babbel.com weird for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. It works. You learn. You get, ask Elliot how long it took him to teach me how to pronounce the word nuclear. <laughs> it's George Bush and Florida's fault. Nuclear. The president said it for like eight he years did. on TV. He did. Anyways, this episode is also sponsored by Factor. Uh, the bustling holiday season is the perfect time to plan ahead with Factor, a ready-to-eat meal delivery. They shop, prep, cook, and deliver to your door so that you can enjoy chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals during the holidays, minus all the hassle. Plus, with 34 meals per week, including Gourmet Plus, Keto, Calorie Smart, Vegan and Veggie, and 36 plus weekly add-ons, you'll have plenty of nutritious, flavorful options to choose from. My holidays are already jam-packed. Luckily, Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals make it easy to fuel up fast when I'm on the go. And I save time with meals delivered, ready to heat and eat in just two minutes. Factor now offers 34 meals per week and 36-plus add-on options like smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep me going no matter what I have going on. Factor's cheaper than dining out. Put that money that you save towards holiday fun and some you time. And thanks to Factor's commitment to ingredients with integrity, you can enjoy flavorful, chef-crafted meals guilt-free. Need a special occasion meal? Gourmet Plus is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easy. Uh, this week I had horse, horseradish shredded beef. It was basically like an open-faced uh, uh, French dip or something like that. It was, oh, it was baby. awesome. Oh, baby. Uh, when things get hectic during the holidays, Factor is, of course, flexible. Change your order up every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factors no prep, no mess meals save me so much time on planning and cleanup so that I can fully enjoy the holidays without wasting hours in the kitchen. Not only does Factor offer fast, simple solutions when I'm too busy to cook, they also help me stay on top of my goals. With offerings like Protein Plus and Keto, I can stay on track. This is definitely going to come in handy during these holidays. Factor has everything I need for a week of flavorful, nutritious eats. In addition to ready-to-eat meals, they have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, veggie sides, and more to keep me energized during frantic holiday times. Head to go.factor75.com slash weeklyweird60 and use code weeklyweird60 to get 60% off your first box. That is code weeklyweird60 at go.factor75.com slash weeklyweird60 to get 60% off your first box. All right, let's get going. The last uh, week headlines of the year 2022. I put a couple extra headlines on the plate because it's the holidays and we're all trying to bulk up. So uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You look, the holidays you got time off. Why not just sit around and watch our show over and over and yeah. over again? Watch all the old episodes. But for now, we're here with you. And um, unfortunately, we do have to start the headlines off. Oh with God! Fucking Elon Musk. Here you go. Elon Musk's Neuralink staff claim his demands to rush brain implant trials led to the needless deaths of 1,500 animals. Yeah, because he's, uh, he's got his fingers in a lot of pies, and he's, uh, he's ruining all of them. Yeah, uh, wait, wait, this, is, this is a whistleblower report from people who actually work for Neuralink, people who signed up. They were on board with all this. They knew from just it comes with the territory that animals are going to die. And yeah. those people were like, holy this fuck, is too far. we are killing so many fucking animals. And yeah. um, it's like I, our response to it was, uh, well, uh, when they did their presentation, well, this better be good yeah. considering all the animals they killed. Yeah. Uh, and like, I don't know for a fact what the normal rate of, you know, test animal deaths are and these kind of things. But from what I've seen on like forums and stuff, people are like, uh, no, I work in research. That is a lot of animals to kill in like uh, that span of time. The 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 people who are uh, given the very sad, unfortunate task of this. Uh, them being the whistleblowers is very telling. Yeah, th this has to um, 
you know, like when because you're, in their mind, when you're like for the greater good. Yeah, I, when you I, work in research, you know, you can justify it. But it, it clearly has reached a point for some of these people where they cannot justify it. Like all the promises of like, like I would rather stop killing animals than cure Parkinson's if it means uh, we continue killing this many animals yeah. and making me feel like shit. Look, I. I know it's sci-fi, but I'm I'm willing to to think that they gave one of these monkeys sentience and then killed it. Yeah. Oh, the computer worked. Oh God, the computer worked. We gave a monkey sentience and it immediately started tracking people's jets. So as, we, we as had soon to, as we uh, turned on the Neuralink, it typed out, "Please kill me." Yeah. Um. So technically, it asked for it. Ugh, God, I hate this. And I like maybe ten years from now we'll see something out of Neuralink that's actually like useful. I don't. The whole thing with like trials next year. It's important to remember that there are dozens of companies doing this yeah. exact same People thing. People have been trying to do this. There's like three or four decades of work that this has all been built on. Yeah. And Neuralink the, is taking the, all the air out of the room. The best minds in the field have really not been able to accomplish all that much. Uh, well, they have accomplished a lot, but like it's nowhere near what Elon Musk is pitching this shit out. Yeah. Um, next headline The beauty of Avatar left some fans depressed. After forming a supportive online community, they now brace for the way of water. And this is uh, this John is the first Avatar they're talking about, right? Yeah. So John Wilson covered this in uh, I can't remember if it was season one or season two of his show How to with John Wilson, which is I think it's season one. One of the best. One of the best. One of my favorite shows. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, these people. There's a, a lot of people who saw the first Avatar and were so just like overwhelmed by how beautiful uh, their world of the Na'vi was and everything that like after that, it was just like walking out of that theater and walking back to reality was just like crushing. I feel <laughs> terrible for them now because also I have the funniest story about seeing this movie. I saw it. Yeah. I got, I get it. Uh, so, <laughs> okay. Yes, they are going to have their fucking minds blown. All I can say is, I, I will say this. Yes. You, it is pointless to see this movie unless you see it in IMAX, 3D, with the high frame rate. The soap opera mode? And sit in the direct center of the theater. Yeah. In that sense, they actually make Universal Studios look like shit. Because I have never felt more inside of a movie or anything in my life. And it is so... I'm going to look back at this and be like, wow, he said something dumb because in 10 years this is going to look like a joke. Just like the last Avatar was like, I get the gimmick. Yeah. This is like... Okay, so the funny story is Elliot texted me uh, that we weren't going to film on Friday night and instead do Saturday morning. So I was already at the mall and I'm like, oh, I'll just walk in and see whatever the best screening of Avatar is. And I just picked the one that was in IMAX high frame rate. I have no idea when I entered it, but I saw I saw the gimmick and it is fucking... I've never seen anything like it. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be as good with, I assume, the next 10 years of people trying to copy this. There's a lot of parts where I felt almost motion sick. There's mm. a lot of parts where I just felt like I was in a fucking video game. But it is definitely something I had never seen before in the way that it is presented. But again, if you went and saw this down at a local theater, not in 3D and not in high frame rate, I don't think this movie's very good. I mean, maybe it is. I just saw I missed a apparently lot of the first are like, half. Wow, what a ride. I don't remember anything that just happened. Having um, ridden the ride at Walt Disney World, I'll say this is pretty damn close. If you went and saw this in 4DX, yeah. it would be like riding the ride at, at Disney. I'm not kidding. When you have the glasses on and it is in the high frame rate mode, it is you have never seen anything like this in the movie theater. I, I'm sorry, you just haven't. I'll catch it's, it on HBO Max. If you want to experience it, literally if you have like a membership, like AMC or whatever, just, just it's worth it. I, I, I don't know what to tell you. This is something you'd pay $50, $50 on down at uh, Panama City Beach uh, (laughs) during spring break in one of those little rooms where it's like, experience uh, 4D or whatever. Well, anyway, yeah, so these people who uh, they spent the last 15 years, um, you know, (laughs) dealing with uh, their avatar, uh, post-avatar depression is the term they have for it. Uh, A lot of them are a little bit concerned that uh, all of the advancements in this new one are uh, going to give them a recurrence of their... uh, their a deep, dark depression hole that the first movie put them in. I would pay extra to to be in the theater that they're in. But they're like, yeah, the art, this article from Variety is actually pretty interesting. They they go into detail with a lot of these people, but uh, it's like, yeah, they're all just like, yeah, I'm really worried it's going to ruin my life. But yes, I'm absolutely going to see it. <laughs> like, I can't yeah, wait. Yeah, it, it, it will. I, I, I mean, I can't describe it any better than I already have, but it, it's... I know kids are stupid, but there was a there was a you know a family in front of me, and they kept reaching out to touch things, and I, that's a perfect example of it. 
of being what like... What is this, 1901? Oh no, the train's gonna hit Well, me. it's a fucking kid. They're stupid. <laughs> but like, even for me, there's like scenes where the water, by the way, incredible. But there's scenes where like ash and sparks are flying. I, I sound fucking stupid, but uh, people will tell you if you've seen it in the high... How would you compare it to the Super Mario Brothers movie? Well, I don't know. I haven't seen it. No, the one that you love. The original one. No, from a complete... Like, I'm not rating this movie in any kind of, like, narrative sense or any kind of, okay. like, critical sense other than a tech demo. As okay. a tech demo, it is worth seeing the evolution of technology. Because it is... It feels like... I'm going to stop talking. Yeah. I'm hyping it up. Let's move on. Yeah. Vocal rat opponent NYC Mayor Adams gets rat infestation ticket dismissed. So I, I haven't been covering this too closely. For the last few weeks, New York City has been aggressively trying to uh, recruit someone for their a new position, I think, called Rat Czar. Uh, and the advertisements are like, we're looking for someone who has a hatred for rats and the, and the willingness to do something about New York's rat home because New York is full of fucking giant rats. While this is happening, Mayor Eric Adams, uh, America's funniest mayor, yeah. uh, he owns an apartment building. I can't remember if it's in New York or New Jersey, but uh, that apartment building... Our apartment building got cited by inspectors for being infested by rats. Yeah. And uh, this is, uh, I'm going to show a clip here of, uh, I think it was Gothamist made a, a collection of uh, all the times Eric Adams has mentioned rats in speeches in like the last month. It is incredible. So let's just play the clip. I hate Rats. 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 I hate rats. I hate rats. I hate rats. I hate rats. Let me tell you how scared I am of rats. The rats may be listening. I'm terrified of rats. All of you are scared of rats too. I had a real rat infestation. Rats are everywhere. We were feeding rats. Those rats use it as perfume. Trust me, you got rats. We were creating an environment where rats felt comfortable. See one scurrying down the block. We want to get rid of rats. We're going to kill rats. Kill some rats. I'm killing rats. Called me a murderer because I was killing rats. Kill rats. And you see a rat and say, okay, you guys fail. The guy blackmailed me. He said, I know you're scared of rats. Rats do not run the city. Rats don't run our city. You can be the rat czar. Fighting crime, fighting inequality, and fighting rats. Fighting rats. If you're not scared of rats, you are, you are really, you're my hero. It's like uh, Trump uh, being scared of sharks and being overly, like telling yeah. every single person about it, except he doesn't have sharks living in Mar-a-Lago's walls. Well, he lives pretty close to shark-infested waters. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, the, the whole New York rat problem is so funny to me because um, the reason New York has rats is because they just throw their fucking garbage on the sidewalk in plastic bags. And rats chew through the plastic and get to the garbage. If New York had bins like any other fucking city, they wouldn't have rats. Or at least not nearly as many rats. Literally fucking impossible. What, are you going to stack, like, a, an apartment complex full of bins? Like, have you seen the streets of New York when it's, like, trash day? Just make it mountains! Make a giant fucking dumpster for each building and a special truck that can pour the... Like, I don't fucking know, but that's your problem. And as long as you leave your trash out on the sidewalk, you are going to have billions of rats. You build separate tunnels uh, all the way down to whatever that landfill site that we're using in Pennsylvania for years that poisoned the entire uh, state. It just goes straight there. Cascadia or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's straight into the furnace. The Earth's furnace. Uh Huge Berlin aquarium bursts, spilling 1,500 fish onto road. It, saying huge is almost this an is understatement. the craziest <laughs> aquarium I've ever fucking. So this, this is not like a like your local uh, aquarium. This is a, this is part of like a business, uh, like an office building. It's multiple stories tall. It's, so the office building is cylindrical, and inside it is hollow, and in the center there is a cylindrical fish aquarium that is like five stories tall. It's it bigger is, than like a local aquarium. It's uh, the uh, most insane aquarium I've ever seen. And um, the, if you're wondering why you don't see aquariums like that too often, it's probably because they're not structurally sound. This thing uh, burst well, and uh, it was a, a catastrophic. Um, imagine cleaning this fucking thing for a hotel. Like, yeah. like you're a hotel and it's like the margins are probably already whatever. But like then you have to pay scuba, literal scuba divers. To go fucking clean a five-story tall uh, aquarium and keep all of the fish in it alive. That's and keep you, that pH balance. That's why you buy some of those suckers. They clean it for you. Yeah, the Placidimus. Yeah. yeah. Democrat John Fetterman cast in new Christian Bale movie has face that fits the 1830s. I mean, he does. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I guess he, he shot this like a year ago. But yeah, uh, yeah him and Christian Bale are uh, apparently friends because Christian Bale shot a movie in the town that he was a mayor of like 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. And they've like, they just kept in touch. Cool. And Christian Bale and uh, the director, they're like, you know who looks like he would like live in cowboy times? That John Fetterman guy. Yeah. 
And they're right. Mm -hmm. I don't know if people were like that tall back then, but he, uh, yeah, he, he looks like, looks like some sort of gunslinger, uh, cowboy type. Yeah. And they gave him big old mutton chops. Too. That's why we have tall people now. It didn't work at the gallows. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone. Uh, you try hanging John Fetterman, it breaks the gallows. It breaks the gallows. His feet are already on the ground. And it's the, fucking pointless. And the rules are, if you survive, uh, you're you, free to you're go. You're free to go. <laughs> you're free to go and commit more crimes. Uh, but yeah, this is this is uh, great. Going to do great things for his career. Mm-hmm. Specifically his acting career. Yeah. Uh, people who skipped their COVID vaccine are at higher risk of traffic accidents, according to a new study. And so this is uh, uh, interesting. It's like, okay, do they all just like have COVID brain fog? And that's what, no, it's be, there's a, there is a link between risk taking behavior. Um, so if, if you, you know, choose not to take COVID vaccine because I'm a little bit of an adrenaline like, junkie. Yeah. Well, it's, <laughs> it's the same sort of personality traits drive vaccine, uh, you know, wa- not wanting a vaccine as are what drive people to drive in traffic extremely recklessly like but and like i could have we could have all guessed that there was there was a connection there but like the extent to it it's like you are almost twice as likely to get in a serious car accident yeah it's like if you refuse the covid vaccine people who uh refuse the covid vaccine are also twice as likely to berate a barista yeah like yes that makes sense I mean, but yeah, still the the degree of correlation is insane. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so, so like, but because because they correlate so highly, um, there's talk. I don't think this will happen. But there's there's talk of uh, insurance companies actually re- uh, requiring proof of vaccination because that's okay. So that is a, a kind of regulation that is very obviously telling and. People can't really say anything to it. Like, there's a, a book that I'm currently reading about the uh, insurance industry and how if you are a climate change denier, it is impossible to deny when you look at the way that insurance companies have been doing homeowners insurance yeah. and all this kind of risk taking over the past 30 years. They are preparing for the inevitable yeah. while you are claiming that it doesn't exist. So them being like, oh, by the way, you people are driving like morons. Uh, we have to insure you for more. It's like, what are they? I mean, yeah. There's and it's like you can still huge... get insurance. It's just it's just going to cost you about seventy two percent more. There's currently a huge flight uh, fight in Florida because of uh, insurance companies being like, we can't insure yeah. the state. Yeah, I, I read something about that after one of the more recent hurricanes. It's just like the the insurance, the homeowners insurance. Uh, They're having to take out insurance on in, their insurance. In Florida companies. is like a weird racket of uh, yeah, it's very strange. Yeah. Anyways, uh, just if you get in traffic, you put on an audio book instead of the music. That's what I do. If, if, if I see traffic coming, I'm like, all right, turn down the, the music, turn on the nice soothing audiobook so I can sit and not get angry about this traffic. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah. Amid Europe's energy crisis, this Dutch tulip farmer is swapping gas for heat from Bitcoin mining. Everyone <laughs> laughed at Texas. It's too perfect. Yeah. Tulips, the original Bitcoin, yeah. now being fueled by Bitcoin. And this is actually like, this is a decent use case for the ridiculous amount of like heat yeah. uh, that these fucking Bitcoin ASICs uh, emit. You use it to heat up a greenhouse that grows tulips. Um, it's just the, 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 the irony is, yeah, it's impossible to ignore. Uh, also getting um, less and less fruitful to do the mining anyway. So there's other heat sources. Yeah, but... So. Uh, I mean, look, if you're going to mine Bitcoin, I hate you. But if you if you figure out a way to uh, put the, uh, the huge amount of heat that you're creating to a good use. Yeah, I hate you a little bit less. Sure. There you go. So congratulations. Here's one. Snakes have clitorises and scientists have finally found them. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be amazing when they finally found uh, finally find the woman's clitoris. I know. Still haven't found it. Yeah. But uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it turns out a lot of animals have clitorises, and it raises a lot of questions. They they seem to believe that female snakes do have sex for pleasure. I mean, sure, it's in the Bible and all that. Yeah, snakes love pleasure, snakes and they love are, they love being deceitful. They're very hedonistic. Yeah, they're very Dionysian. Yeah, they, um, uh, they get off on things. So yeah, totally checks out. And good for them. Yeah, I mean, no arms, no legs. Got to have fun somehow. As far as all the, you know, the animal kingdom is concerned, uh, snake sex seems like, uh, I mean, a lot of it's pretty violent. A lot of sex in the animal kingdom. That's so why, but snake yeah. sex, they're just all wrapped up and just writhing. Well, yeah. So I guess for 
up until now, they thought that snake sex was coercive, like it is with a lot of animal species. Mm-hmm. But now they're like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're both, maybe they're both loving it. <laughs> Scientists see a female snake, they're like, look at her, asking for it. Yeah. Terrible. Asking for both dicks, because snakes have two dicks. They and uh, because of the tongue, if the uh, boy snake eats out the girl snake, double tongue. Jesus fucking <laughs> Okay. Or if a girl snake eats out the girl snake. Uh-huh. And yeah. I, I'm, uh, you know, maybe a uh, forked tongue would feel good on the snake's penis. Uh-huh. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Try it with the tail first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. It's the last, like, almost last. Yeah. Of the- it is the last weekly weird news of the year. Yeah. You get what you pay for it. Which is nothing, yeah. unless you did unless the join you, button. Yeah. Then you can complain. Then those people got what they If pay you for. have the metal hands on your name in the comments, you get to complain. Yeah. For the first time ever, no British fans were arrested at the World Cup. <laughs> first time ever. World Cup has been going for like 120 years or something. This is the first time. And uh, it also happens to be the first time that no alcohol was served at the World Cup. I wonder if there might be a correlation between... Uh, violent alcoholic behavior and British people getting arrested we're, at World Cups. We're on the cusp of like a new <laughs> industrial revolution for uh, the UK where everyone who's been sober for three weeks goes back and they're like, well, fuck, I guess it's time to like, I don't know, start a new Beatles or, yeah. or something. Yeah. Time to like, you know, invent the computer or, you know, do some of that old fashioned UK innovation that we've been missing out on by drinking ourselves to death for the entirety of our history. Also, I will say this headline is a bit premature. Yeah, uh, it's, I, it's there not are, over here. Uh, there are, uh, there's certainly British people still in Qatar who, uh, they got nothing to lose now. Their, their team, they got taken out. Yeah. So they've, uh, yeah. They've, they've already paid for the hotel rooms. Yeah, I can, you know, I can see some Brits maybe getting up to some last minute shenanigans when it's, uh, the final game Netherlands versus France yeah either it's, it's either going to be that like where they go back Netherlands? And I don't no. know oh it's France Argentina and Netherlands got knocked out like yeah. two, France two, Argentina hard to follow but it's either too early be, the Brits are either going to go back and like it's going to be the next like renaissance or they're going to go back and things are going to get really bad in the UK like all the pubs are going to be like what happened everyone's back and they're fighting and they're yeah. getting way too drunk it's like how it used to be during Coachella weekend best time of year to go to bars in LA yeah. because uh, you can actually get a seat. It's quiet. That and Christmas. Yeah. yeah. FTX's inner circle had a secret chat group called Wire Fraud. We pointed this out earlier in the week, but like it was almost unbelievable because we said it in a joking sense. But yes, this is real. Yeah, they had a chat called Wire Fraud in their like Slack or whatever. And um, yeah, going to be very funny. Once the dust is all settled on this, there's going to be a movie, there's going to be documentaries, there's yeah. going to be books. I can't wait. But first, there's going to be trials. Yeah. And uh, that'll be interesting, too. Um, what a what a rise and fall. Much like uh, the mayor of New York saying that he's the anti-rat guy. <laughs> the FDX tweet, or typing into a wire fraud chat is pretty telling. We're all looking for the guy who <laughs> was responsible for this. San Antonio's shit sandwich cop working as police officer again, this time in Floresville, which I think we covered this back when it happened like two or three years ago. A cop in San Antonio uh, fed a homeless man a sandwich with dog shit in it, got in trouble because that's fucking evil, lost his job. But yeah, apparently he immediately got hired at a police department just like 10 miles away. We actually appreciate that kind of stuff here. um, Yeah, and uh, but he... Oh, actually, no, he didn't get fired for the shit sandwich. That's right. This article is fascinating. He didn't get fired for the shit sandwich. He got, like, reprimanded, suspended or whatever. What he got fired for was another shit-related incident where someone put up a sign at the police station that said, like, ladies, let's keep the ladies' room clean, please. And he went into the women's bathroom, took a giant turd, and then smeared it all over, like, the fucking walls. This guy's got a shit thing going. I mean, might need a little uh, mental health therapy. Uh, I don't know. But anyway, uh, because America has no like national database of uh, people who should definitely not be police officers, he was able to just get a job down the street. No problem. I mean, all it's things like the Catholic pe- Church when they were just moving yeah, they just shuffled around. around. Yeah. yeah, the people of Flores, uh, Flor- what is it, Floresville were probably like, well, all things considered, with the recent news of cops in Texas, I mean, this guy's... Uh, at least he's doing something. Yeah, at, le- at least he's not uh, you know, letting children die or uh, like murdering people. Ugh. Yet, yeah. just a shit finish, you know? Mm-hmm. 
And the people of Floresville, Texas can put up with a shit fetish. Yeah, and that man has just supreme authority. Over I mean, based on this news, the people of Floresville, Texas love human shit, eating it, smearing it, and having a police officer that represents those actions. They do. They do. They, they love it. They tacitly agree with everything this man has done. I'm going to call it Shit County, Texas yeah. from now on. Yeah. yeah. And final headline of the year. Scientists create a vaccine against fentanyl. Oh, then all of the cops must be rushing out or when this becomes available to get that vaccine that they, they, they love getting vaccines. So, yep, yep. It's the funniest fucking thing is that like they are like the police who, I mean, just this week, there was another incident of a cop overdosing on fentanyl. Uh, everyone who actually studies, overdosing. everyone who actually studies this shit for uh, a living was like, just visually, I can tell you that's not an overdose because she's doing things with her body that do not happen, are impossible to do if you are actually overdosing on fentanyl. I, uh, a lot of these videos, including this most recent one, are, and I don't want to, I'm not a fucking doctor, I'm not going to misdiagnose, but are pretty clearly... They're panic attacks. They're having panic attacks because they think they were exposed yeah. to something they can, that can kill them. They're not lying intentionally. They have just been so fucking terrified yes. at the idea of accidentally breathing in that they think they're dying. They, they think yeah, that they're they fucking have dying. They a panic attack. It's it's uh And the Narcan is a nice placebo for them. Well. But uh yeah, so obviously you would expect police to be the ones line up. Yeah. Or the earliest for this vaccine because um but yeah, that uh you know, more cops died of COVID over the last couple of years than of any other cause of death because they didn't want to get vaccinated. So I don't know, it's uh it'll be interesting. Is the yeah. guy sweating? Take the vaccine. Don't take the vaccine. That article was also insane because it was like, obviously, they, the, the local news only re interviewed like the police chief. Yeah, they're just so stenographers like, for the, the cops. But the, there's a quote in it that is literally like, you don't understand. Uh, now, on the job, police officers can now be killed by the wind. Like, it was like a quote that was just like, you it's, don't understand. Yeah. Being in, just having wind it's can kill you It's weird how now. this only affects cops. It's weird how you don't hear about just like, giant amounts of people uh, dying from just... Well, that's why people don't fentanyl put... Fentanyl in the wind. That's why people don't put pies in their windowsill anymore. Yeah, fentanyl. Because fentanyl could blow in the window. Anyway, yeah, this fentanyl vaccine, it is... Um, it's pretty remarkable. This is the first time, in my knowledge, that vaccine technology has been deployed against not a virus or a, a disease, but a man-made pharmaceutical product yep. that has been so harmful to society that we need a fucking vaccine for it. Yeah. Like, that's insane. But yeah. I, I guess it works. And, uh, you know, I, my concern was, like, there are genuine use cases for fentanyl, like, when you're you're in the hospital for pain or yeah. you need surgery or something, and they're like, yeah, no, there's, there's and of other... Course it, it, it only blocks fentanyl. You can still take all the, the morphine drugs. And, yes, there is a very bad fentanyl crisis, and people are dying of it, but not from... Cops aren't dying uh, from it, from touching a dollar bill with gloves on. Yeah. And and being exposed to it like that. It, it, it's not even verified that that was in the dollar. It's probably cocaine. But at this point, cocaine's mixed with fentanyl. That's why you shouldn't well, be doing why, stuff. This is great news for, uh, like, we're... Drug users. Just like, the, we're doing the 20th century all over again. And uh, just like cocaine got fucking huge in the 20s and 30s. Yeah. Um, now, you take a vaccine... You don't have to worry about uh, whether you're going to die immediately yeah. upon snorting some shitty fucking cocaine that's mostly fentanyl. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's happening, folks. We defeated the drug that we created. And now there should be no excuses, especially when you're touching something else with gloves that may have had something else on and then you have a panic attack. Maybe. Tell you what these cops should touch, some grass. <laughs> well, she was touching grass. When the Narcan was administered. With her hand, not with your whole body. You get addicted to Narcan. <laughs> I can never catch that rush ever again. Oh, no, fentanyl got me. Please give me more Narcan. Oh, my God. Uh, anyways, that's it for this, uh, well, this year's episode. Yeah. Uh, we do have, uh, are we doing another one? Yeah, I guess. No. It, I look, know. we're just going to wheel the TV in a bunch, but. Uh, <laughs> no, we have decided we are tired. I'm, I'm sort of done. After this episode, I'm just like, fuck this year. Yep. I'm over it. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we will, maybe we won't. I guess it'll be a surprise. Nope. That's all, folks. Yeah. Uh, who knows? You I, might you might get another episode. You might not. You will not. I kind of just want to uh, go into the theater and watch Avatar for the next two weeks straight. I'm going to drag you to a fucking theater, but only for 15 minutes, because I haven't even seen the first half of the film. Pop in. 
pop out. I have no idea what happened in the first half, but it is a pretty film. Maybe I'll go see the first half now. That's it for uh, this year, maybe. Maybe another one. Who knows? Keep you on your toes. There will not be another one. Now, though, you can watch all of our old episodes or the most recent ones right here. I uh, Not here yet. I want to say, in case we don't do another episode... We won't. This has been one of the best years uh, doing this show for us, regardless of how bad the news is. Uh, it, it's incredible that after doing this for... We're actually coming up on 10 years of doing, not Internet Today, but the show. And to be growing... To be actively growing at a significant pace 10 years in is honestly humbling, amazing. And I, I can't thank all of you enough for watching, commenting, viewing, uh, just everything. Thank you for a wonderful year. And look, it's the news isn't always the best, but we like to have fun with you guys. We like uh, creating a nice, fun place to talk about things that are potentially serious. And also, you know, giving you a, a, something to uh, vent to and... All that. Um, just thank you for being here. And it's it's been a year. It and, certainly has. Um, I'm excited for it to be over. But thanks for for uh, joining for the ride. And the whole thank time. you so much for uh, allowing us an understanding that we do need to take breaks like normal people, and we're not just 18 year old YouTubers who can sit and film stuff all day long every day and not get tired. Yeah. Thank you. So if I don't see you again, have a a great holiday. Yeah, and we'll be we'll see you the first week of January. Yeah. We'll be back for whatever happens next year. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.